30 seasons of Stars Hockey in the Lone Star State. Some good, some bad. Let's reflect next on Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105.3 The Fan and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. It's a pleasure to be with you, and thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. All righty. I wanted to talk about 30 seasons upcoming here in Dallas as we are about to embark on the 30th year of Stars Hockey and uh, I thought it would be a fun time to reflect uh, and I guess the overarching theme of today's podcast is what is your favorite Dallas Stars memory because there's a few things that pop into my mind and of course you have the Stanley Cup but I was in my mom's stomach during that (laughs) since I was born in 99, so I never got to see it in person. And maybe my memory differs from yours, especially some that are older than me and got to see the stars come to Dallas since it was 30 years ago in May that Norm Green announced that the team was moving. And since then, I would say it's been pretty successful. Obviously, there's been some pretty bleak moments, <laughs> but uh, more often than not, it's been a, a great time, and there hasn't been a lot of hoopla around the 30th season. I know the Stars did their 25th, I believe, in the 2017-2018 season, uh, but other than that, not a whole lot of hoopla, and I know some other teams are are doing some of their anniversaries, so I thought it would be fun, again, to break up some of the monotony of the previews and whatnot and a big preseason game upcoming tomorrow uh, against the St. Louis Blues, who is their opening night opponent. So uh, make sure you definitely uh, check that one out because as we get deeper and deeper in the preseason, more of the rosters are going to look like what it's going to look like on opening night. And we play the Blues again later on. So uh, plenty of plenty uh, of things to uh, take out of those games. So. Your favorite Dallas Stars memory. So these are just a, a few that kind of pop into my head. Uh, Mike Madonna's final game in Dallas. I was in attendance of that one. I believe it was against Anaheim. And that was just so emotional for so many people for a variety of reasons, of course, uh, because of the impact he had in Dallas. And it's weird, but the one memory I have from that too when he was – taking his last few laps and the crowd was showering with applause was I looked over and my sister was tearing up and it's almost even more funny to me because my sister now is one of those people that's like these guys make so much money like uh, why do you care so much but like she was emotional about it because of the impact that he had uh, I, I'm not only on her cause she, she is a huge hockey fan. I would say more than other sports. <laughs> and, um, just to see that was something that was very special. And of course the impact he had on a lot of people. And I like to say, I grew up with hockey in Dallas 
And he was a huge part of that. It's time to get him a statue, right? <laughs> I think Dirk uh, needs a partner because they did a they did a great job with the old Dirk statue. And I think Madonna needs one, even if he has to work with the old Minnesota Wild. We'd love to see Mikey Moe in that flowing jersey flapping uh, in the uh, the beautiful hair uh, that he had when he came over as a, a young buck and, of course, delivered in the Stanley Cup, which is another memory, of course. No, no reason to forget that one, the Stanley Cup. Also, uh, Madano passing Phil Housley for the all-time leading score by a U.S.-born player was a big one. Staying up to watch that against San Jose and short-handed beauty on a breakaway and, and goes backhand to slip it through the five-pole. Uh, that's a, a beautiful goal. Those specific division games were so fun as a as a kid, too, and we'll touch a little bit more about that. Uh, later on in the episode about some of the division championships and maybe if you put any stock into those uh, as well. Uh, how could you not forget about the Winter Classic? Oh, what a what a great moment in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. Just a perfect day. Uh, the pom-pom, it was glamorous. It was just a beautiful day. And what it ended up being almost 90,000, I think, ended up going uh to that one and just a, a perfect opponent too in Nashville and the stars of course get the victory come from behind win it was a terrible start to the game but uh me and my dad were at that one and that was a really special one for me too um I was I was so thrilled to get to to get to go to that and just because you never thought you were going to get one right because the Chicago's and Pittsburgh are in it every single year, pretty much. And they've done a great job now of moving it around. I'll, I'll give them that. The league has done a f- phenomenal job of doing that. But uh, and, and that's a, a big shout out to the to the front office, of course, of the Dallas Stars. That doesn't happen without them and pushing for it. And all oh, that was just a, a great moment. And and that one really stands out to me. And that's probably my biggest moment if it wasn't for this one and my favorite memory and it's the Dennis Giryanov OT winner against Vegas to send him to the Stanley Cup final which it, it may be weird of course with Dennis now being gone and he's departed uh not in that way just somewhere else <laughs> but um I don't know if COVID had something to do with it too where we were just cooped up and that was like your source of entertainment with the NHL being the first league coming back. And that was like all there was to watch. And man, the just exuberation I had when that goal went in, cause it was an afternoon game too. It was kind of a weird, I think three o'clock start or something like that. And Oh, it was just, I'd never seen them make it to a Stanley cup final in my lifetime. Oh, that was just a, a rush a rush to see that happen. And it was just so, so thrilling to see them playing in a Stanley cup final. Of course they didn't get the job done, but man, that was uh, something you don't get to to see a whole lot, it, you know, and, and growing up in DFW two, uh, there's been some success uh, of course with the Mavericks and the Rangers were good, but it's, it would, it's been about 10 years since really one team has finally, uh, you know, kind of got over a hump, so to speak, or if, if I can phrase it that way. Of course, they didn't finish the job, but that was just um, was just a fun time. And it's a team I die for, right? It, it's my favorite team, of course. 
since I've uh, been a, a young kid and hockey was my favorite sport. So to, to see them and I put so much weight and stock into that, I was so invested. That was a, a great, great moment. And another one that uh, I, I think a lot of Stars fans would would point to is the Brendan Morrow game winner against San Jose. Uh, that, of course, put them to the Western Conference Finals and they got uh, – beat pretty handedly by Detroit, but Detroit was a monster <laughs> at that time. That was a prime Detroit Red Wings era. So that that's another one that kind of popped out to me, but the winter classic and, and Giriana's OT winner is up there for, for, for great moments and memories. And of course, y'all Kiviranta was in that run <laughs> in the game seven hat trick. Maybe, maybe that's one. So I'm interested to hear everybody else's kind of take and uh, where they kind of fall on this. Cause there's been, a lot of crazy moments and maybe it's a, a certain player that you fell in love with that made you fall in love with the game. And that's one of your favorite moments. And um, it's, it's pretty wild that we're about to embark on, on 30 years and it looks like the stars are in really great hands. And another reason I wanted to um, kind of touch on this too, was Saad Youssef did an article on the athletic with Tom Gallardi. And he kind of talked about his time with the stars and since he's taken over and he spoke about how, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, how this is the most stable it's been <laughs> since he's really owned the team. Of course, since he was, uh, he, he bought the team uh, when they're coming out of bankruptcy and there was a coaching carousel that was happening. And it looks like the board's going to be around for a few seasons and you got some guys locked up now and you have this core that understands what's going on and uh, business is doing good, of course. And at the end of the day, that's what he's most worried about. But uh, the product on the ice is good and the product off the ice has been good as well. So uh, I think a great time to be a, a Stars fan. And I've said that since I've uh, started and it hasn't been long, but <laughs> it's a it's definitely a, a good time. So 30 years here in the Lone Star State, in the Metroplex, and plenty of more to come. So uh, after this, we'll go ahead and touch on some of the playoff success. And I took a look at some trends, uh, some good things, maybe some not-so-good things, and uh, we'll, we'll touch on some of those numbers. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by DoorDash. Need fresh groceries for the week but don't have the time to go to the store? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your favorite restaurants, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy in the process. Get 50% off your first order of DoorDash up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKED at checkout. Limited offer terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Alrighty, before we segue into some of the uh, history in the playoffs for these old Dallas Stars, make sure to go ahead and check out yesterday's episode. Did a breakdown on a few of the takeaways from the first two preseason games. Dominating performance, <laughs> outscoring uh, the opponents 13-1. to And then on Monday, we'll jump back into some of the previews. I know I teased about it early in the week about doing the Dodonov, Ben, and Johnston line, but... 
Um, there's a few other things we want to get into. Uh, and of course, kind of breaks up the monotony before we got opening night here just right around the corner because September has flown, flown by. So uh, we'll do that as well upcoming next week. Okay, so some of the uh, numbers, and I wanted to take uh, a look in the 29 seasons that the Stars have played, how many times have they made the playoffs, and a little bit of that, and some trends, because right now the Stars have a unique uh, situation where they can make the playoffs for the third year in a row. And it hasn't been done a whole lot, <laughs> especially in the last uh, decade. It's been kind of every other year, so to speak, and they haven't been able to sustain one season from the next. But things are obviously looking up, and we expect them to make the playoffs pretty easily this year, <laughs> barring any major uh, injuries and other conundrums that can happen in an NHL season. But uh, some of the numbers, they've made the uh, playoffs 18 times in their 29 years. And, of course, they have the one championship in 99. Uh, the stretch or the things that I was really interested in is how many years in a row. So they've made it to the playoffs five years in a row twice. And that was in 97 from 2001 and then from 03 to 08. And some, I guess, foreshadowing or some parallels that you could find in those trends that may play a part this year. Um, in the previous two years leading up to the Stanley Cup, two years prior, knocked out in the first round. And then the season before, they were knocked out in the Western Conference Final. So I'm not saying it, but... That may bode well, so some foreshadowing. And that's what's going to keep me alive when the Stars go on a horrible stretch, inevitably at some point, <laughs> is, well, it's destiny. It has to happen, right? History is going to repeat itself. So <laughs> that's some good news. Uh, if uh, if you believe in that sort of thing, you can, uh, uh, of course, hold on to that a bit. So <laughs> um, the uh, the ability to make the playoffs year in and year out, right? Uh, and the, I think the Stars are in this great opportunity where they can elevate themselves to, I would say, teams like Pittsburgh, uh, Detroit there for a while that I think was in it for more than two decades where you're always, always competing for a championship. And, and that's a little bit different than just sneaking into the playoffs and just getting in, right? Pittsburgh is always in the conversation, it seems like. And, of course, they're kind of tailing away, but um, they always are a part of the conversation. And, uh, of course, that takes some luck, and you got to have people around. you got to hit on some draft picks, <laughs> and you got to pay the right people. That all pays a, plays a part, excuse me. But uh, it's important for them to – begin to elevate to that stature where winning becomes a cultural thing. And uh, that's going to be be huge down the stretch. So I think that's a, a great opportunity now for the Stars to kind of establish themselves as year in and year out a, a real contender, not just somebody that wants to squeak in uh, and be a tough out, right? No, you, you want to get in and, and make waves and win a few rounds because at the end of the day, that's uh, the more times you get in, <laughs> the more times you give yourself a chance to lift the cup 
at the end of the year. So in the last 10 years, they made the playoffs six times. They have seven series wins. And of course, it's been kind of bunched in the last two deep playoff runs. You got five combined from last year. And then, of course, in 2020, when they went to the old bubble cup. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement upcoming. I think uh, the Stars have had a definitely good success. And, you know, those kind of five-year windows where they've been able to pretty much sustain it. And we saw that really right off the hop in the early 90s, right? Or I guess the late 90s uh, when they came to Dallas. And all of a sudden, they're kind of off and running. And they were competing at a high level. And more times than not, they mostly had the, the best roster on any given night. And now I think you're you're starting to get uh, a few more of those feelings for this upcoming year, which is always, always a good thing. And uh, they'll try to make it for the third time in a row. And uh, we'll, we'll see if they can uh, make another deep run out of it. So uh, knocked out in the first round a couple of years ago about uh, uh, by the uh, Calgary Flames. And of course, making it to the Western Conference Finals just a, a season ago and getting knocked out by Vegas. So we'll see how they fared this year. I uh, got some good, good vibes and they have a, a great chance too, because it feels like the central's wide open, right? Uh, there's a lot of question marks. I would say with every team um, in the central, there's not a whole lot of people that don't have a lot of blemishes right now. And it gives you the opportunity to really go out and take a stranglehold and really secure a nice spot in this division because there's teams that are, of course, pretty much in a full rebuild. There's some teams we don't know are going to look like, uh, namely like a Winnipeg, where they were really good last year for a lot of the season and they just tanked the rest of the way, it seemed like, and <laughs> they were just an easy out in the in the Stanley cup playoffs and Rick bonus was uh, just burning everything on his way out too. He's not even, he, he's still there of course, but he burned some bridges. It, it felt like with a few of their guys uh, when they were ready to up and leave. So uh, a very, very interesting time in the central division because it's not as, not as strong as it used to be. So um, a, a, a real chance to put your stamp on it and, uh, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. So, and, and we'll touch on more of like the division championships here in, in just a moment. I wanted to, uh, talk a bit about some of the history there because the stars won a lot of division championships <laughs> in the early two thousands. Um, so I wanted to get your take on it too. If you put some weight into championships, who cares? Maybe it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Uh, they do hang a banner sometimes, so <laughs> I didn't know if that uh, meant anything to anybody. So we'll touch on some division championships and a look ahead, of course, in just a moment. Let's get into the final segment here today on Locked On Stars. Thank you so much for all your support. My first full week as the host, and it's been so much fun. Uh, I love reading your guys' feedback, and it, you've been so welcoming to the community, and I'm so excited to just continue to grow this podcast we are about, I think, less than 60 subscribers away from having 2,000. So continue to hit that subscribe button, turn the no notifications on. Don't miss an episode of Locked On Stars. Also, go check out Locked On Rangers. They almost got it done last night. Oh, I know. They uh, were one out away <laughs> uh, 
from uh, clinching to get back to the postseason, and Seattle came up with a big hit. So they're still alive, but the Rangers are too, all right? The, their destiny is in their own hands, and uh, they'll get it done tonight, okay, in Seattle. So uh, go ahead and check out Locked on Rangers. I know we're pumped to have some postseason baseball back too. Uh, it's fun playing meaningful baseball games, that's for sure. Um, so let's take a look at some of the, uh, maybe division championships and some other accolades that, uh, the stars have locked up in the 30 years here in DFW, eight division championships. And many of them came in the Pacific, <laughs> which, uh, they dominated for years, right? In his early two thousands. And I have fond memories of those days. Maybe it's cause they were winning more often than not, but uh, it was an excuse for me to stay up late on a school night to watch the Stars and Ducks go at it at 9 o'clock. <laughs> uh, and you could stay up till probably midnight. And uh, and then it was lights out. So those are always really, really fun. And uh, and they just had no problem. They, they entered that division in, I believe it was 98, 99. And they were in it for a long, long time. Uh, they uh, got moved back to the Central in 2013 or something like that which is which is remarkable they were in that division for a long line a uh, long long time which really made really made no sense at all but um it happened and uh, I, th- I think it was fun those California trips uh, maybe not for the the players <laughs> I mean that was probably the time difference and always having to make those road trips was probably not a lot of fun but hey you got to give them credit it didn't seem to to bother them too much because more often than not, they were, they were getting wins and they have eight total division championships. Five of those coming in the Pacific three in the central and the latest of course, coming in 2015, 2016 where man, they ran almost everybody in that league <laughs> or throughout the league. They were close to a president's trophy, I believe too that year, but fell short. And of course that really fizzled out come playoff time did not translate, but uh, a fun year. They scored a ton, a ton of goals, <laughs> and now they've kind of married that this this year, which is nice, or I should say last season, where they got a lot of offensive production, and they were able to keep the puck out of the back of their net, which is uh, arguably more important. But uh, also a President's Trophy in back-to-back season in the, in the late 90s, 98-99, and of course, the uh, President's Trophy comes with its curses and expectations, but... Uh, I, you know, I think it's important to almost kind of establish your dominance, right? Uh, and of course, I'm going to be the first one too that says, "Who cares if you won the President's Trophy? What are you going to do for me when it matters most?" But, um, you know, division championships I think do hold some weight, and I think the 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 front office cares, and uh, I, I would love to kind of hear the take from the players and maybe the coaching staff because. I mean, last year they made no ifs, ands, and buts about it. They wanted to win the Central Division. They wanted home ice advantage. That was the reason they were playing Ottinger so much down the stretch because they wanted to uh, win it and give your ch- give yourselves a, a better chance with home ice. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty now, but who knows what happens against Vegas with home ice advantage. That can always shift. Um even though numbers don't really bear that out recently, <laughs> home ice advantage doesn't really play to the home side as much as you would think. 
Um, but you know, who knows in certain atmospheres and the AAC was rocking. <laughs> so, uh, who knows how that ends up turning out, especially in Vegas with that freaking party fest they got going out there. Uh, if, it, if you got to get Vegas, one thing it, it's Vegas when you're at T-Mobile arena, I'll have to get out to watch a game there. Cause it, it looks like a, a giant party of, of course, but, um, a, a lot of, a lot of great things now um, are in order here for this Dallas Stars team as they're ready to embark on 30 seasons here in Dallas, which is pretty unbelievable and uh, a ton of great success. And uh, maybe there's a few division championships uh, looming, but uh, more importantly, trying to uh, hoist the Holy Grail. So I'd love to hear your thoughts if, if you really care about division championships and <laughs> maybe hanging banners uh, of that nature i know many of you are just okay stop it like who cares um but i get it but i also think it's important to kind of breed winning right and uh that's something i think the stars do great up and down the organization even looking at the echl uh team in idaho and of course in cedar park with the texas stars where these teams are winning constantly and it becomes a habit and a culture that way, when they come up to, you know, the NHL, it's expected, right? And, uh, of course, it's obvious, right? You want to win games. But, look, some franchises have struggled to do that <laughs> and to be competitive. So, um, I think it, it, it's great to kind of foster that environment. I think the Stars have been uh, another, another unique time where the Stars can start to try to elongate some of that success and not do it in spurts. Because if you get in and you get a good spot and you're competing for a division championship, you're more than likely going to get a good seed. And that in turn is going to give you a better chance, the opponents, uh, to eventually make your way back to a Stanley Cup final. So uh, a lot of great stuff on the horizon. I thought it would be fun to just kind of reflect on some years because I think there's some things you forget about. and. Uh, I think it was fun, at least for me to kind of, to chew on some stuff, uh, before we, we really get this thing ramped up here in just a few weeks, just a couple of days left in September, which is remarkable. The starts have five preseason games left, by the way, tomorrow they play St. Louis blues, six o'clock start on that one. I don't think that one's televised. They have a couple against Colorado. I believe one of those is televised and then one against Minnesota, which is as well, which I think is on Bally. So uh, Stars Hockey will return to your little eyeballs on your television screen very, very soon, which is exciting. So <laughs> five preseason games remain. We'll continue to dive into that because they have been running everybody, baby. And Stars have some great young talent that's really standing out. DeBoer's going to have to make some decisions. So we'll continue to touch on that as we go down. Thank you so much for a wonderful week. You have a wonderful Friday. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Uh, and enjoy some Stars hockey in the process. I got a big game coming up this Saturday. My team that I'm with, hoping to win three in a row and get back to over 500. So that would be fun. Still early going in our season two. So no time to panic, but winning solves everything, right? <laughs> so that'll do it for today. Another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. So long, Stars fans.